finding the right food and fitness regimes is challenging. With too much conflicting advice and plans suited for different body types, getting the best from your body is hard. To reach your ultimate performance, start at the beginning. Start with Elite Nutrition Co. Contact info in the show notes. Welcome to the final episode of the 2021 season of Chasing Jillaroos. My name is Big T, but more importantly, and finally, it's Mary Kay. Welcome, Mary. I'm going to battle that. It's going to be the hill that I die on, Big T. I think I've said it every episode. It's just great to be here, Big T. You are super important. And I've loved chatting all things NRLW with you throughout this season. Um, so many things. It's incredible. I'm, I'm more concerned this might be our longest episode for two reasons. First of all, which, which is incredible because there's only one game. But first of all, because so much happened in and around um, the, that one game. And second of all, there's a very good chance that subconsciously you and I aren't going to want this to finish, the 2021 season to finish. So we'll just keep rambling on about different things. But let's, let's find out. Let's find out where we end up. Now, I often ask you at the beginning, is there anything interesting happening with you? With me, Big T. Yeah, not well, really. I mean, so, well, I you went to some award nights, mate. Oh yeah, I did. I did. I can go back to that if you like. Um, I was lucky enough to go to the Parramatta Eels NRLW Awards Night, and Big T, like my heart just exploded. I I can't really express how much it's meant to me to have a Parramatta Eels NRLW team, and to see these women celebrated in their own right the other night was wonderful. And to see the women recognised for their contributions on and off the field was great too. You looked beautiful. So many people were just so happy there. I mean, just beaming all the time. So you're saying that you were so happy to see all these people. You could see it in everyone's um, glamorous photos. Um, now, did you wear the same thing to the, we- to the wedding you were just mentioning or how did you come no. up with what? Okay, okay. Because I know it's not easy. I mean, not all of us have to go to awards nights and weddings in the same week. So I'm just trying to work <laughs> out what that life's like. Well, see, I was actually a late call up to the wedding. I replaced my mum who had COVID. She's absolutely fine, but just did the right thing and stayed home. Right. So I went to this wedding. And for those of you who know me, you know, I support Parramatta in the NRLM and the NRLW. Parramatta was playing on Saturday night. So I'm doing that awkward thing where like my phone's on the table and I'm just refreshing the score. And then obviously the game between the Eels and the Titans got super close at the end. So I just like moved to a corner and was dancing in a corner watching the last four minutes on KO. Uh, it was a good final result, but that just shows you, you know, the depths of my patheticness. Well, no, it sounds like KO should be recruiting you for uh, ads because what a phenomenal ad that would have been. You're having a great time at a wedding, looking fabulous, just checking the scores, but it's, that's not enough. The NRL app's not enough. You've got to go and dance in a corner to watch. <laughs> 
the, the last few minutes of. Well, I wanted to blend in, you know. I thought I'd just, you know, dance <laughs> and maybe people would think I was taking a video or something, you know. Yeah. I can't imagine what I would have looked like if I had been doing that with the Titans-Tigers game where we ended up losing by that uh... weird thing. But the dance moves I would have been throwing around at that time would have been <laughs> outrageous. Now, um, speaking of recruitment, have you got any recruitment news? No, not yet, Big T. And it's all extremely interesting because both John Strange and Jamie Soward spoke after the NRLW Grand Final and said that they were hoping to retain most of their members in the squad. We know that the Tigers, not the Tigers, what are they saying? We know the Roosters, I was trying to say tricolours. We know that the Roosters have struggled a little bit with stability in terms of their coaches, so it's good to see John Strange stay on. But John, Jamie Soward made a really interesting comment after the game. He said, I don't understand the timing of it all. It's baffled me we've had to try and sign girls for next season before the grand final and have their managers hassle me. And Big mm. T was sort of that point where we were talking about two weeks ago where the contracting period opened. In my view, that would have caused disruption to the team still playing. And I don't yeah. really understand why they couldn't have left it another two weeks. Mm. And Jamie's right. Like he, he and those and that whole entire squad of, of um, players, managers, coaching staff, everyone's got one single view. And then there's, then there is just this niggling little voice or, or direction that people also want to kind of have resolved. Yeah, that's hard. Or, or players um, in other teams, like there are players, correct. excellent players. Yeah, from from the Roosters, from the or sorry, from Brisbane, from the Titans, who are also kind of keen to know what's happening. But you know, yeah, that would have been really hard. I think the other distinction is, Big T, we're very used to in the men's game contract negotiations getting dragged out and getting talked about. But I think the difference there is that the men are paid like full-time professional athletes. Right. Big T, if you're not being paid properly, you're probably not playing rugby league for the pay. So what are you playing for? Mm. To play under a coach you like and to play along with your friends. Mm. So to find out if your friends are staying, everyone's having conversations around each other and yeah, look, I know the RLPA was part of that decision. I disagree with it, but let's see where we get to in coming years. Yeah, and I know from the very small um, but poignant chats I had with a bunch of players before this season, none of them outwardly said I went here because of these players, but all of them said they were keen to know who was there, which is such a normal... Of course. Yeah, so particularly when they're starting new teams, um, it's such a normal thing to want to know. And but, and coaching staff, um, Bo Vede said that having that, New South Wales coach and, and it being a female coach, the first time she'd really had a professional female coach was really different for her and she really enjoyed it. So to not know who your coach is going to be while you're saying for a team, um, you know, would be really challenging. And so that I agree that needs to be resolved quickly. Um, can we talk about the game? Have you got any more fabulous news before we get there? We can talk about the okay. game, Big T. And can we declare you the winner of the biggest ladies who league <laughs> cup or whatever <laughs> we decided you. to call it? I didn't know how we were going to get there. I was going to try and do a gracious thing. Oh, season, I owe you a sandwich, don't I? I owe yeah, you at some stage. At some stage. I'll look forward sandwich. to it. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, it happened on Sunday, the 10th of April. It happened up, uh, at, well, it says Morton Daly Stadium, which we all know is mm-hmm. regular. If it was 16 to 4 uh, roosters over the Dragons. Doesn't have the attendance here, but I did, I think, saw it on the socials today. It was the best part of 8,000. Am I remembering that right? Do you know off the top of your head? 7,855. Shut up. You are so good. Not more important. Get <laughs> I'm out here of for it. you, Big T. I'm here for you. <laughs> I'm going to do anything in my life without someone just in my ear giving me those great stats. Uh, the one try to the Dragons was through Bartlett. It was in the first few minutes. Um, 
And then the three tries to the Roosters were for Meeks, Kelly, and Higgins. Uh, Tamara, which I did check online how to say her last name, is uh, she was two from three. And there was a field goal attempt. I can't remember who by, but by the Dragons, I think just towards the end of the first half, which was unsuccessful. Wow. So I got to watch this game in my bed, which I know is a little bit uh, maybe too sexy for everybody. So I'm sorry I should have given you some kind of warning. But <laughs> the, I'd set up a – it's usually the time that my um, toddler would rest. Um, he's transitioning out of sleeps and into not sleeps. And so he rests. So what I did was I built him a fortress on the couch and told him mm-hmm. that if you're in the fortress, you and the guinea pig need to be laying down. But if you're out of the fortress, you can run around. So he really wanted to be in the fortress. So he was laying down there and it was such like such a parenting win. I felt like I was on Bluey. Like I did such a great job. And so then <laughs> I told him I was having my rest where I just like obviously um, watched the game. And there was the last thing I was doing was resting. It was such an incredible game the whole way, particularly when Bartlett scored in that first minute. I was devastatingly worried that the, the Dragons going to run away with it. Tell me, first of all, where were you watching it? And second of all, how were you feeling after Bartlett scored? So, Big T, I watched the game at home by myself, wrapped in a blankie, which is where <laughs> I like to watch games of rugby league, especially yep. if I've had a particularly busy weekend. I had a pillow resting on me so that I could keep my hands up and be tweeting the whole time because, again, mm-hmm. that's how I like to watch games. Um, Big T, I didn't really know which way this game was going to go. What I want to say is that, you know, the attack's been great throughout the competition, but I thought the defence in this yep. game yep. absolutely stood out. And we're looking at a scoreline of 16 points to four. It could have been markedly different given how many tries were disallowed on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I think, I think you've absolutely nailed it. And I think your tweets during it were fantastic and so much of it was about um, defence. I now can't remember because it was so, um, so close. It, was, it often felt like the Dragons were on the ropes. Am I remembering that right? I was, feel was like Big T... I feel like it was both at different points. So okay. I think the Dragons came out really strongly and I think Rachel Pearson really asserted her dominance early in the game. But towards the back end, I know Matt Bungard from NRL Boom Rookies hates the word momentum, <laughs> but I felt like the Roosters really were on top towards the end. They had more go forward. They were, you know, making their way up the middle of the field and, yeah, I, I wonder as well, Big T, where the, the Dragons were a little bit tired. There are a couple of injuries throughout, uh, a number of reshuffles had to happen throughout. I wonder whether that had an impact. I just remember watching that first, well, it was almost 50 minutes, and just like you, being so amazed by the defence because the flip side of that, I had to keep reminding myself, was the attack needs to be this good for the defence to be required to be this good. Um, particularly Jess Sergis, who who we saw mm-hmm. um, was awarded tackle of the year as the tackle-er rather than the – no, sorry, the tackle <laughs> rather than the tackle-er. But sh- her defence in this game, you just had a feeling that she was going to win. Like, I, And I, maybe I was projecting because she's going to be a Tiger, but there was there was just like an aura around that lady that it wasn't around some other veterans um, and and – I just felt like she was so determined. Every time she was on camera, she was fired up and, and was not letting anything happen down her side. And she was incredible that game. She really was. And I know leading into the game, there was this great little promo of Emma Tonagato and Jess Sergis, a little bit of a rivalry there, which I really enjoyed because, Big T, I think that, you know, rugby league is built on rivalries. And I yeah. think we've now got a really fantastic one between the Roosters and the Dragons. There yeah. are a couple of just 
really outstanding performances though, Big T. Like Isabel Kelly made 170 metres with seven tackle breaks. Yeah. Emma Tonegato ran for 206 metres. Olivia Koenig for the Roosters, 21 tackles. She's made 241 tackles this NRLW season. Oof. I've made none. and I thought the Roosters they also did well considering they lost Bridie Parker in the 20th minute and I I felt really sad watching her down big go down big T yeah yeah now I want to hear about Elise Albert because I know on on social media that a bunch of people who hadn't watched the season that closely or had kind of drifted in and out saw Elise in the first 20 minutes and a bunch of people were tweeting like oh my god this woman is insane. And she was so good in that first 20. But am I imagining that she that she drifted out a bit? Am I misremembering that? No, I don't think so, Big T. Okay. I think you're right. And I think it coincides with the Dragons dominating that first 20 minutes. Right. But for everyone interested in Elsie, she's had a wonderful journey playing for the PNG Orchids. She now obviously lives here and is playing rugby league. And we hope that she plays for the Orchids in the Rugby League World Cup at the end of this year. But I also just want to highlight that for Elsie, it's been a really big transition moving to Australia. In Papua New Guinea, she lives with her family. It's a very tight-knit family unit. Coming here, it's, it's very intense for her. So I'm mm. really glad that she's got the Gwynnie gang and the likes of Kezi Apps and Meg Ward in the same house as her because it would certainly be a bit of a shock, Big T. Yeah. And I had the pleasure of interviewing her uh, last year and um, was also just taken aback by the the training and stuff that she does of her own um, motivation and and initiative. While everyone else here at the time, she was back at home, um, and everyone here was was gearing up to a possible World Cup, which later got changed. But was doing that in gyms or you know around a much different environment and mm-hmm. a, a bigger support group. And she was just out there smashing. It. And and I don't know if you follow her on, her on social media, but. Her um her gym her gym drills are insane. She can I don't know what the term is, but when you stand still and then jump really high onto something, she, oh yeah 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 that oh thing my, that terrifies me. Yeah, I, that I would like I'd do that with steps, and I'm worried that I'm not going to do it. She does it almost <laughs> her own shoulder height. Like the lady could probably slam dunk on an NBA thing. Like she's so athletic, incredible, and the fact that she can make that happen um just off her own sheer will. It makes her even more impressive. But it was great to see. I think what I really took out of all, all those tweets that day was a whole bunch of people paying a huge amount of respect to that lady because she certainly deserves it. Um, and maybe it was less her, maybe it was just the Roosters forwards tuning up. Now, some other people we should talk about because Tonegato, obviously Emma has been one of the shining lights across the entire season. And I thought she also played really well in this game, had a huge amount of runs, huge amount of run meters. Um, and, and just incredible, exactly what you'd want this lady to be on a grand final day. Correct, Big T. And, you know, we always shout out to Alicia Newton on this show. I'll shout out <laughs> to her again. Great story on Emma on NRL.com this week about when she was 18 and played for the Gillaroos in the 2013 World Cup in, in wow. England. And it was Emma talking about how um, perhaps she wouldn't have actually gone across to Rugby Sevens if the NRLW had existed back then. Wow. Um, so she didn't play in the inaugural season because she re-signed with Rugby Australia until after last year's Olympic Games. But I'm so glad she's back. Yeah. And so is she. I know we'll get to this a bit later, but um, she, I, I saw a very brief um, interview with her when she'd won the Dally M and she um, also had mentioned that she's a big rugby league fan and was so happy to be back. 
Um, Holly Wheeler is someone that I had had mentioned that she looked like at the beginning of the season, I'd kind of forgotten her her prowess and, and her um, goddessness and then had really made me remember um, during the season. And she had such an incredible game as well. Heaps of runs, heaps of meters. Um, she, was fan- she was in so many things in this game as well. And she had one of those looks on her face that's like, she was definitely going to win this. Uh, is there someone else in that that you wanted to highlight from the Dragons that you thought was was great? Do you have a fun story about? Oh, I just want to share another story about Tegan Berry. And I yes. think really the distinction, Big T, in the competition this year is that they're real athletes. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Tegan Berry was actually going to compete at the 2024 Paris Olympics in athletics, um, but decided that she loved rugby league so much that she's committed. Um, wow. She was a 100-metre silver medalist at the 2019 Australian All-School Championships in Perth. So I'm super <laughs> glad that we have her in rugby league. And I just honestly, the trajectory for so many of these women is so high and it's just going to get better, Big T. Women's sport is so... I mean, I know I'm talking to like the, it's the best. but it's so undervalued and underrated because when, when someone, when you just hear like the backstory of someone like that, just being so incredible, incredible at so many different things or Ash Barty retiring from tennis, winning a golf tournament the next week, like it, it's just outrageous how um, phenomenal these athletes are and, and mm-hmm. how much, and how it's great. They're on the trajectory of showing them off. Now, can we show off some roosters because Corbin Baxter I mean, I'm, oh. I'm always funny about captaining from fullbacks. I don't know why. I, I prefer them in a defensive line or something. I'm not sure. But incredible in this game. Leadership out of, like, just out of this world. We already mentioned Isabel Kelly being great. But I tweeted once the game had finished that Isabel and Jessica were both so incredible because centers in a defensive line are so important. They're the ones talking, telling essentially what everyone around them needs to do and, that, and everyone follows them. And both of them have just got obviously so much experience, so much level-headedness. Um, and they just were driving that, that line the entire day. Is there any, and I need, I wasn't going to bring up anything about Sarah because I, I know that you're a big fan <laughs> of her. So is there other people that you wanted to highlight that you thought were phenomenal? The only other thing that I really wanted to highlight for the Roosters is that we know they had a really slow start. Corbin Baxter missed the first two games due to COVID and yeah. you touched on her impact, but it's no surprise to me that the Rooster trajectory has improved significantly since Corbin has been back on the field. And tell you what, Big T, we'll get to State of Origin later. I wouldn't want to be a selector because we have about 8,000 fullbacks <laughs> ready to go and you could pick any of them yeah. and they would do an outstanding job. Yeah. Well, luckily in the NRLM, we've already solved that problem. You just put all of them in and you just put them in whatever position. doesn't matter on the score sheet. And then eventually they'll all sort it out on the field. Um, There's one th- more I want to mention. One yeah. more, one more. Go. Yasmin Meeks. How could I forget Yasmin Meeks and her barnstorming run into the, in the 45th minute. Yeah. And yeah. She, scored the try and she scored the try and it was incredible. And the reason that I'm stumbling over my words is because um, – this is a little bit of a side note. I used to babysit the most beautiful little boy when I was a little bit younger. Uh, his name was Ted. Him and I were absolute best friends. I still love the Wiggles because of Ted. Uh, Ted is now 14 years old and I got a message from his dad the other day asking for my Instagram handle so Ted could send me something. Now, Yasmin Meeks is a teacher in Scone no. and Ted goes to the school no. Yes, where Yasmin teaches and before the game, as they were sort of saying goodbye to Ms. Meeks, as they would call her, <laughs> they, did a, they did a guard of honour for her. 
No. And if you go, yeah, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And I know so many of the kids would have been watching Yaz and uh, now she has a ring to go with um, her wonderful teaching degree. Oh, my God. She's going to go back. There's no way I'd be able to concentrate in her <laughs> class. I would just have my hand up the whole time asking her a thousand questions. Incredible. And mm-hmm. I just love, at the risk of sounding rude to, to country folk, the... I know that when talking to um, Elise Albert, she said that one of the great things that was happening with her was that she was breaking down a lot of barriers about female in sport and particularly mm-hmm. in PNG and things like that. And I really hope that things like that are, ch- are showing the great people of Scone, who I'm sure are very progressive and lovely, but it's showing all of them in a very public way like this is and showing the next generation of people who are living there, you know, what women can do and, and, and in all the different areas. So what a fantastic, uh, what a fantastic mm-hmm. story. What about, I just wanted to quickly bring up Hannah Southwell, only because you put up a great tweet about who's been your favourite player this year. And I feel like her name came up way more than I was anticipating. Mm-hmm. I She's- love that tweet so much, Big yeah. T, because <laughs> typically, typically, right, you'd see Ali Brugenshaw yeah. over and over again. I feel like a lot of up-and-coming players got mentioned there, which I loved. Yeah. But go back onto Hannah and then I can tell you about her sister, Jessie. Okay, well, Hannah is the was was playing so well in that game that, and she came off the bench, I think, and still had such a big impact. Um, but just phenomenal. T- tell me about her sister. So there are strong rumours swirling, Big T, mm. that Hannah Southwell is going to sign with the Newcastle Knights and go home, and her sister Jessie will join her. Now, Jessie is playing in the Tasha Gale competition at the moment, mm-hmm. and Tasha Gale herself Ooh. has huge wraps on her. This is good mm-hmm. news. This is good mm-hmm. news. Um, okay, because we you well, need great like locks. That. Yeah, we need great locks, and this is going to be good for, for Newcastle. Now, uh, just one other. Oh no, we'll we'll do this now. You, is there anything you want to say about the the finishing of that game before we get to the? Because I also don't think sixteen four. Okay, that the, they did score a few tries towards the end because you know the dragons' hearts were broken. But really, this game ended in my brain ten four. The whole game was insanely close in tie time, mm-hmm. and then. And then the Roosters scored and that was it. Like it was just, it was essentially whoever next scores wins in my mind and it just happened to be the Roosters. I just want to say congratulations to both teams, Big T, because I forgot Mm. to say that, you know, so many people wrote off the Roosters, probably me included. They are the premiers. Congratulations to them. It was wonderful to see the celebrations. Commiserations to the Dragons, another team that many people wrote off before the season started. But so many wonderful players to watch. And Rachel Pearson has just been a revelation. It's been great to watch her play. And these two teams have been exceptional to watch. I can't wait for the 2022 season. Yeah, because unlike other years where it's obviously been the Brisbane Broncos and we were going to see if anyone could upset them, this year it felt like Brisbane were probably the best, Dragons were arguably the best, and then the Roosters won. Like that's a phenomenal way to start the next season um, in a couple of months with that much talent mm-hmm. and, and thing happening. Now, some awards happened, obviously, at the back of that. Uh, the Karen Murphy medal was awarded to the player of the game. And please announce who that was. Sarah Togatuki. Now, this is incredible. Amazing. Because, and the, like walk us through the narrative on this ridiculous amazingness. <laughs> So Sarah was charged last week in the game in the semi-final and was unsure as to whether she was going to play. So she had to go to the judiciary. If you watched her speech, you would have heard that Sarah is a, is a Christian and a very, very proud Christian. 
So leading into the judiciary, her family and herself came together, prayed, and she fasted from the time she found out about the charge to when the verdict was given. Amazing. It was apparently quite a frightening experience for her and she was so proud to be out there. She made 161 running metres and had a line break, <laughs> led the way, and Big T, I honestly, her speech almost brought me to tears. She's a player that's been at the Tricolours since the beginning. Wow. And I think from what I've heard is, you know, really part of that heart and soul of the team. I remember her putting on at least one, maybe two shots where I thought out loud, like, oh, she's so... She's keyed up to be here. Now she knows that she almost lost this opportunity and she's making every, everyone know that she's on the field. The, the amazing thing about that, right, is if she had pleaded guilty, Automatic couldn't play, but it was only if she pleaded not guilty and then, and then won that that she was able to get off. Yeah, I agree, Big T. So um, that's crazy. That's crazy yeah, that she, it, it that she was. got it. Correct. Uh, just, you know, proud of her and yep. proud of the beautiful example that she sets for our game. Veronica White medal as well. Tell me who uh, Correct. won Correct. That, that was none other than Karina Brown. So she performed. She's got confidence at the NRLW Grand Final. And she really received this award, I think, for her work driving female participation and her role as an advocate for the LGBTQIA plus community. I also just wanted to shout out to Samima Tofa, Queen mm. Samima, mm-hmm. um, because apparently the judges who were judging this award were split for the first time between Karina and Samima. Samima does amazing work in the community, particularly in Western Sydney, to her Pacifica brothers and sisters. She's helped deliver the Voice Against Violence program, which is aimed at reducing domestic violence. She regularly donates playing kits to junior teams. So. I just want to shout out to both those women for the incredible work that they do on and off the field uh, and long may it continue. Did, so it was split and then Samima abdicated or how did, it, how did it get resolved? That's a good question. I'm assuming. I'm not sure actually how it got resolved. I don't think she abdicated. Someone <laughs> must have had the final vote. Oh, one of them, they put it to both of them and one of them said, oh, no, that's okay. She can have it. And she was the true winner of the Veronica. Only the true winner could say, no, 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 give it to the other person. That's, That's a Simpsons episode, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So oh, no, that's a Seinfeld episode. Have you seen that Seinfeld episode <laughs> with the bike? Only the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Newman that's, and Chrome anyway, we won. Yeah, only the true. And so uh, I, that's now what I'm, until someone tells me different, that's what I imagine happened. Um, and then the most glamorous, well, second most glamorous behind the Eels uh, award night, Dally M's happened, I think on Thursday night. They did, they did. And you know what? I'm just going to tell everyone that I just love looking at the outfits. I really, really do. It's one of my favourite parts of the night. But congratulations to Brittany Braley Nati, who was named Captain of the Year. Jamie Soward, who took out Inaugural Coach of the Year. Shania Power on Try of the Year. And of course, to our queens, Millie Boyle and Emma Tonegato. <laughs> who are named joint winners of the award. It's the first time we've had joint winners. Yeah, and so deserved. I, again, it would have come down to um, trying to split those two, and, and I couldn't have done it. No, um, I don't want to do it. Do you? No. No, but also the moment the moment I honestly tried, I was like, oh, no, I'm not. I couldn't. Because I thought, oh, but 
yeah, I honestly started the, the thought process and immediately stopped myself because I couldn't work out how on earth I'd even, what metric would I use? Because they're just so talented. They're both impact mm-hmm. and play on both sides of the ball, leadership, culture. It was just, it was just easy to give it to both of them because they both deserved it. Now, um, that was put, now you told me that was a standalone um, event and that was the first time that it had been a standalone event. Correct. How exciting is that? And part of it was played on on Fox. Unfortunately, the NRLM game, I think, was on at the same time. So it only got it only got in, you know, snippets of bits in between. But it's been played since then. And Corey Parker interviewing um, uh, interviewing them was adorable because obviously Tanagato was super sober and couldn't wouldn't drink because she had a grand final um, to go to. But that's not to say that everyone was sober. And so Millie did a fantastic job of, of like keeping herself normal and nice. And the whole interview was great. You could definitely, if you look close, you were like, oh no, she's already partying. And so she should like, it was, <laughs> it was a great, like a uh, straight and not straight account of what was happening. They both looked fabulous. The whole night looked fantastic. I'm also, I think the thing I'm, the point I'm trying to make is it's just so great that it's happening by itself. Like it is its own competition. And, it, and that seems to be, there's all these small little things that we can see where it's not, a curtain raiser it's not you know subsidiary part Mm -hmm. of the nrlm and this is this was another opportunity to see that absolutely it was and i think about the aflm and the aflw the aflw awards are separate and i just love the joy in the room on that night the women's competitions are good enough to be celebrated on their own and i'm just so glad that they had their own platform um did, how come you didn't get an invite? Like, who do you talk to about that? That's that's not right. That's a good question, Big T. I was actually yeah. at the Cricket New South Wales Awards that night. Um, so take that, Dahlia. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> how the hell do you have this many outfits? This is incredible. You should have told your mum, look, I can't go to the wedding. I'm out. I'm, I'm out of dresses. Um, oh, never, Big T. That's not an excuse I will ever use, ever. I'm out of dresses. Okay. Uh, let's let's wrap up the season unless there's something else you wanted to say about the game or the awards. No, big T. No? I think okay. I think that's it. So let me let me run through some stats, some some of the ways that we can really look at how great this season was. And I'm going to make it a little bit challenging for you in that I will I will get I'll, I'll give you some multiple choices. The right answer will be in there, but I'll also throw some curveballs or, or throw some dummies. Is probably a better um. Mm, very good. Thanks, mate. Um, so let's let's start with total points. Uh, you can choose between Rachel Pierce and Madison Bartlett or Lauren Brown. I'm gonna say Maddie Bartlett. Of, would you? She came third with twenty four. Lauren Brown, thirty eight points. Would you wow! Believe? Yeah. Wow. Also, also, biggest goal kicker with nineteen. Um, so wow. I think that helped. Tries. Uh, we have Emily Bass. Madison Bartlett again and Tegan Berry. Can I go Maddie Bartlett again? You can, and you'd be right this time. Congratulations. Excellent. Two dragons. I don't know if you know this. Two dragons. Madison mm-hmm. Bartlett, Tegan Berry were one and two. And then Emily Bass, uh, her Giga Mosby and Shanae Sezolka were all had four. Actually, I know Sezolka is the second row as well, so that's, that's excellent. Uh, field goals, we won't do because there wasn't too many, but Maddie was one of them, so that's great. Maddie's uh, was the best. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that says it here in the stats. You're right. And the best one was. Uh, line breaks. You can choose between your girl, Maddie Bartlett, again, Agiga Mosby, or Isabel Kelly. Hmm. Hmm. That's a tough one. Can I say Mosby? 
You can, and you'd be wrong because it was Isabel Kelly. She got nine. I was going to say, everyone else got six. Yeah. Attacking weapon. And then post contact meters. Just check out who you already think this is, by the way. Mm. Post contact meters. Gosh, Big T, I don't know. Why don't you tell me? (laughs) Yeah, okay. You're going to kick yourself because there's uh, Isabel Kelly again, but there's there's Millie Boyle and Elsie. Yes. I was actually going to say Elsie Albert, but I'm always scared that I'll get things wrong. Um, Mm. I will say Millie Boyle. Yeah, and so would have I, which is why we're both wrong at the same time because it actually goes (laughs) Millie Boyle and then Elise Albert and then Isabel Kelly was the most and she killed everyone by an additional 40 metres. She had 420, at least 380. I know, what an absolute weapon. And no wonder they bloody won the whole thing. Absolutely. Uh, And then we'll do do two more, two more. Oh, no, just one more. It's this one. Try assists. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Try assists. Lauren Brown, Amy Turner, Paige McGregor. Paige McGregor. Ding, 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 ding. Congratulations. She technically drew with Lauren Brown with five each, but the website's put her on top, I think, through Alphabet. So you also get the point. Um, just a fantastic year of, of brilliance. And amazingly, when you look at the team stats, the Broncos dominated almost everything. So, which they've done every other time I've ever looked at this. So it's just astonishing that they can still have that dominance, but just that one game can cause your entire season to flip. It sure does, Big T. Um, this, is, this is it. Final comments and arguably the it? best season of the NRLW to date. What's next? So, Big T, of course, players will now go back to their respective state competitions. If you want to keep an eye on those Roosters women, 10 of them will be playing for the Central Coast team. And there are a couple of others, like Jess Sergis will be playing for the West Tigers, Oof. Ray McGregor for, the, for North Sydney, and Sarah Togadugi for St Mary's. The Dragons are going to have their talent spread along both the New South Wales and the Queensland competition, so keep oh. an eye out there. Also, what's interesting is that the Maroons have named a 32-strong Queensland squad for the upcoming State of Origin, which will be held in Canberra in June. Avania Polite has been named as part of that squad. So I'm just going to say that I wouldn't be surprised if Emma Tonagato is getting a call from Kylie Hilda. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll see both those women in the green and gold at the end of the year for the Australian Jillaroos. Oofed. That's happening this year. So mm-hmm. exciting. Oh, State of Origin. Thank you for bringing that up as well so I can start. I'm getting excited about that because that's that's exciting. Well, that's not a – have we got two games this year as well or is that next year? Just one, I think, this year, Big T. I'm pretty sure we'll be going to two in the 2023 season, but right. I am very happy to be corrected. No, I just remember it came up, but I do have a funny feeling it wasn't this year. Anyway, it's exciting that just more and more is happening. Well, Mary, this has been sad, but an absolute pleasure. I've loved every minute, Big T. I really, really have. Thank you so much for being such a great host. And to everyone for listening and just getting behind the NRLW, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as both of us have. If you're listening to this, we'd love you to interact with us on Twitter. I know the season's over, but we're still there. We're still talking about all things. No, I'm never going going away. (laughs) Mary has a pillow on her lap and is ready to, to tweet. Uh, find her at Ladies Who League, me at The Biggest Tiger, and of course the show at Chasing Roos Pod.